0: Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, I know we got some others that's coming in here in just a few moments, but uh, I want to go and get started because we we need to do something else as well. Many of you have helped help give on raising money uh, for the Psalms 91 bandanas. Sister uh, Dinkins and ministry group has has distributed these for years and years and years. These we had printed in Hebrew. So these will be actually be going to the uh, Israeli army. Uh, the soldiers will be given these, and it's Psalms 91 in, in Hebrew, which is the protection uh, psalm. And so we're going to pray over these. These will be taken back to Israel. Uh, we're going Sister, to... Sister Dinkins, come down here and be, stand with me. Just, can you come with me? Come, come here just a second. Uh, and we're going to just pray over these. These will be going to Israel. And... Uh, of course, we have passed these out to firemen and police officers and anyone who's first responders that have been uh, blessed by them. And uh, as a matter of fact, what was sony what was so needed, one that one, one of the trip when Sister Davis and I were in Israel, we actually took these with us, and we have pictures of us getting to pass them out to the to some of the soldiers out in the field. And it was you was there, yeah. It was pretty special. And uh, so anyway, so I want you to just lift your hands right now, and we're going to just Pray, in the name of the Lord, we just we lay hands on these bandanas. Father God, it's your word. Your word is already anointed, and we know that. But Lord, we bless it, and we send it, and we pray every man or woman that touches these bandanas not only will receive the divine protection from you, but a revelation of Jesus Christ Amen, that these wonderful men and women in uniform in Israel would come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And we are just we just bless them in Jesus' name. We bless the people who gave to make this possible. And we bless every bandana. And we bless Sister Dinkins and her prayer group today in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. And uh, thank you for, for giving uh, to help make those those kind of things possible in the book of revelation we're, we're moving to chapter 8 today revelation chapter 8 and if you re, if you will remember uh, that we just finished up uh, chapter 7 uh, and the seals that were being opened and the last seal was the opening and the revelation of the seven trumpets Uh, The seven trumpets will also bring the revelation of the seven bowls. Uh, I want to start right here at the 8th chapter, verse 1. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. And it's important that we talk about that just a little bit. Now, Facetiously, over the years, you've heard people read this verse, or you've heard preachers quote this verse, and then we talk about certain people that we know that talk all the time and say, "Well you know, citruso's going to have a sister so-and-so will have a real bad time when they get to heaven to keep them quiet for 30 minutes." Well, this has nothing to do with, with talking to people being quiet for 30 minutes, okay? What this does have is the most mind-boggling, sobering information that is given to us concerning the next events of the book of revelation now as as much as we've already discussed what's happened in chapter six and seven and the incredible um uh, martyr martyrs that are that are had given their life for the lord uh, a number that no man can number the bible talks about that would would be redeemed before the throne of god And when you read all the way through from from Revelation 1 up to this chapter, everything you read about heaven is worship, 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 praise, worship, praise. The Bible said that there are certain angels, cherubims, who behold the face of God, who never cease to praise Him. But constantly, every 24 hours a day, seven days a week in our time, eternity in their time, are praising God. Holy, holy, holy. Something will bring all of that worship and that praise to a halt. So I want you to, I want you to get the picture today. Since God created the heavens, since God created the angels, for ever how many eons and eons and millions of years that was ago, up to the very point of the eighth chapter of the book of Revelation... There has been constant sound in heaven. Glory and honor and praise and angels rejoicing. That sound has never stopped. But something is about to happen that will bring all of that to a halt for about 30 minutes time. So the question would be why and what is going to happen that will cause all the angels that have for eons been praising God to suddenly hush their praise. And I'll tell you what it is. It is the horribleness, it is the revelation of what is about to occur on the earth that actually takes the angel's breath away. And it is going to be said in this chapter that there will be three woes. Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. And in almost in deep respect for what's about to happen, the angels cease their praise and worship for about a half an hour. And then this is what happens. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Now, who are these seven angels? Well, we know one of them is is Gabriel, because when Gabriel came to Mary, who would be the mother of Christ, here's what he said to her, Behold, I am Gabriel, which stands in the presence of God. So we know that there's at least there's probably more, but there's at least a group of angels, seven of them, whose detail in heaven is to stand. Now, this is not the cherubims. The cherubims are never messenger angels or warring angels. The only thing they do is is behold the face of God in worship. But there are seven John is John sees seven angels that he calls the seven angels who stand before God are in the presence of the Lord and to them were given seven trumpets and another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne now these judgments that are about to be released on the earth that cause the angels to stand in breathless wonder, uh, these seven angels, when this seal is broken, the seven angels receive seven trumpets. And uh, the breaking of the seventh seal, it is believed by most theologians, occur at the close of the first 21 months of the, the tribulation period. Remember, it's going to be seven years, so... Everything that we've talked about all up to this point would take place in the first 21 months of, of the tribulation period after the rapture of the church. Um, these seven angels that stand in the presence of God uh, and then this one angel uh, that comes. It's an amazing uh, thing that the Bible said: the smoke of the incense together with the prayers of the saints. Uh, I talked a little bit about intercessory prayer. Here's an incredible thing. The prayers of the saints of all ages have gone up before the Lord. Could I just tell you that not one prayer that you've ever prayed that God was not mindful of, and angels in heaven did not collect these prayers. So even when you feel like you're praying uh, difficult, you feel like it, you know, my daddy, used would say sometimes if I feel like your prayers is hitting the ceiling and bouncing right back down on your face. Even those kind of prayers, God hears. And so every prayer you've ever prayed, but this is going to even go further than that, and you'll see in just a moment. But this, the fact is that, that all the prayers of, the, of all the saints would be all the way back to Genesis. All the prayers of all the saints have been collected and have been kept in a, in a place before God and this angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and there was given unto him much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. Now, it is believed that that these prayers include, and I just think this is pretty important, so I need, I, mention, I will mention it. It is believed that these prayers not only include our prayers, our daily prayers, the prayers of your family, when you pray with your children, when we bless our food, uh, when we come to prayer meetings, when we pray in our home, it would include all of those prayers of all the saints of all the ages. But it is also believed that this would include the prayers that have been prayed for, for the vengeance of God upon those that have abused the children of God on this earth, especially you heard already, where the white robe martyrs asked this question: "How long, O oh God, will you wait till you avenge our death?" And He said, "There's un, until the last of your brethren uh, have been killed." And so these prayers that have been going on uh, for generations, through every, and especially especially in the Book of Revelation, these prayers have to do with God's taking vengeance upon, because here's what the Bible says. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Vengeance does not belong to the church. Vengeance does not belong to you or I. But vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I will repay. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Amen. There is there is a day, uh, Dr. Chriswell, the incredible pastor, that's going to be the first Baptist church in Dallas, already gone on to be with the Lord years and years ago, but preached a message way back in the, in the early 50s that, that's been preached by probably thousands of preachers since then. He simply called the message Payday Someday. Payday Someday. That God never forgets what's owed. Payday Someday. It's a great message. Matter of fact, uh, I had to copy it on tape for a long time until it broke, but it's a pretty incredible message. But these prayers that have gone up, not only for intercession, but the prayers that have gone up crying out for the for the for the vengeance of the souls that have been abused and beheaded uh, before the, for the testimony of, of their faith. And the smoke of the incense, verse four, which came up, came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angels' hands. Now, it's I want you to see something before he before the next action that he takes, I want you to notice that he releases the prayers that he has has had in his hands. Evidently, this angel has been the angel in charge of the prayers for for centuries, or or, or, or for all time, and he has been he has kept these prayers uh, be, before the Lord. And now, with with much incense, which you know, incense is a type of worship and praise. With much incense or worship and praise, this angel now releases all the prayers that he has held on to, and and the Bible said those prayers ascend up before the face of God in the praise of this angel. Now the reason he has to do that because let's read the next verse, and he and you'll see why I'm talking about. And the, then the angel took the censer, the one that had the prayers and the and the incense in it which he's now released those to god now he takes it's empty everybody say it's empty he emptied it out before god as and released all the prayers up to god and the angel took the censer which now is empty and filled it with fire off the altar and cast it into the earth and there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. And all of this is happening as, as the earth is preparing for, to receive the judgment of the seven angels. These literal judgments. Five of these judgments happened uh, when Israel was in Egypt. And God sent the judgments, what we call the plagues, upon Egypt. Uh, well, five of those will be repeated here in the book of Revelation uh, that you will see and the first angel, and let me go back to the verse 6. And the seven angels which had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. It's a pretty amazing verse. Uh, how many, for how many eons these angels have known their duties. For how long they have known that they, were, they would be the ones chosen by God to blow the sound of these trumpets that would release the, the destruction that's about to come. I don't know if they've always known it, or, or, or at what point in, in eternity it was revealed to them. But, but now they know, as they step forth, each of them are preparing to blow their trumpet, and it is a fearful, fearful thing. Verse 7. And, and the first angel sounded there's he blew his trumpet and there followed hail and fire hailstones and fire mingled with blood and they were cast upon the earth and the third part of the trees were burned up and all the green grass was burned up so the first angel sounds and, and, and there's a mixture of hail and fire mixed with blood and it was hurled down on the earth, and a third of the earth was burned. A third of the earth was burned. Now you talk about the destruction that's already happened in verse in chapter seven, and now one third of all vegetation, one third of all uh, fruit and vegetables, the ability to grow, the ability to grow fruit and vegetables and food for this countries and for the nations of the world will be cut uh, in by one third. So. The, the first direct result of this is there will be a shortage of food and vegetables uh, and 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 meat uh, that that will happen so you can imagine uh, one third of all of the grocery stores one third of all of the of all the places where you could buy food is out of business because they have nothing to sell because of this judgment um, The second trumpet, and the angel sounded, the second, and the second angel sounded, and it, as it were, a great mountain, burning with, with fire, was cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood, and a third part of the creatures that were in the sea and had life died, and a third part of the ships were destroyed." Now. Obviously, here John is seeing a great meteor, huge, so so large. It was he called it a mountain, on fire, and it and it came and landed in the sea. Now, uh, in in scripture and in prophecy, when the Bible was even in the Old Testament refers to the sea, it's usually referring to the sea of the Mediterranean Sea. Now, of course, this prophetically could be all the seas, but we of course. We do know that right now that the Mediterranean is the home of what is it the Sixth Fleet, and also all the nations of the world have ships there, certainly during the tribulation period, the Antichrist and all the- and even if it was just talking about if it were just talking about the Mediterranean Sea that was still there was still being terrible terrible destruction there. but I believe that it's it is now speaking not just of the Mediterranean. It would be speaking of the general body of the water that covers the earth. So a third of the sea, a third of the creatures that are in the sea had life, died, or or were destroyed. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the river's And upon the fountains of waters, and the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. Again, another incredibly large meteor on fire that is coming with such force that it's going to absolutely be able to bury itself into the earth deep enough because obviously from this text somewhere... There is a fountainhead of water that supplies major rivers and the springs of this earth. And this meteor, you know, way back when uh, Chernobyl happened, I'm, I'm, a lot of you might remember this, but when Chernobyl, uh, the reactor, had the meltdown in, in, in Russia, uh, you know, there's a lot made of that because there's a translation from that word it, it, that meant wormwood. So a lot of people thought that that would, was speaking of a nuclear reactor here. It's obviously it's not but certainly uh there's a lot of indication that something dramatic and my point my my understanding here is if the earth is in right now there's how many close calls has the earth had with these meteors uh you know i mean when, they, when they're coming a million miles to the earth that's close or one comes you know we had one just recently passed about two hundred forty thousand miles. It was a small one But now they're saying that there are meteors that in the future that could impact the earth. Can you imagine if one would impact the earth so large that it was able to bury itself deep into the bowels of the earth? What kind of impact on the earth's orbit that it would have and what kind of destruction just from the impact, Uh, not only the surface impact, uh, but the internal impact as well. It's no wonder that the angels hushed their praise and worship in in, in honor or respect for what was about to happen. All right. And uh, the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars, so as the third part of them were darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. So what's going to happen here is that the day and night there'll be... We'll be, there will be a third less daylight on the whole planet. A third less daylight. Right now we understand that the, it is the balance of the sun and light that creates the ability for, for life to, to live and flourish, especially vegetation. And so now the day will be one-third less light. So there will be more darkness uh, than there has been uh, before this happens. And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven. This would be another angel. Crying out with a loud voice. Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. And why is he saying this? By the reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels which are not yet sounded. Now all of this there's no way that we can know john sees this revelation he writes it down as he saw it there's no way john could have known the impact of these first four angels and their work and what has happened to this planet but in the middle of all of that another angel comes through and puts the halt to the blowing of the trumpets and he flies around the earth and he cries out as he's flying Woe, woe, woe. It's called the three woes of the book of Revelation, and they will come to pass as as we move forward. And the reason he said that is because uh, of the reason of the trumpets that have not yet sounded are going to be much worse than the the first four that have already sounded. Now let's pick up here in verse 1 of chapter 9. And the fifth angel sounded... And I saw a star fall from, fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Now, I'm going to need to talk to you a little bit about that. Um. this particular word star here is 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 in the book of revelation in the bible itself where it's where it is going to be a, a literal interpretation or a figurative interpretation is always given for example if you read in those in in all of the lord's uh uh, uh parables you will find he will explain the meaning of those, and and you'll find out whether they're literal or physical. Same in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation, the book of Revelation calls this a star, and then refers to the star as a him, as a person. So this star here cannot be, uh, cannot be a meteor or a falling star. This is this has to be someone that is that has the ability. To, to do the things that are about to take place. So let me read it again. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth and to him. That is, this, this star that falls from, it's called a star, but we're going to find that it's an angel, was given the key to the abyss or to the bottomless pit. Now, uh, what, we're going to have to close with this verse, but let me talk to you a little bit about it. The, this angel, I don't know. Uh, we don't have a name. There, there's several. There, there's a few names of angels we're going we'll get to, we'll get discussed in the Book of Revelation. This one is unnamed. But the, of course, all angels in heaven are trustworthy. So I, I'm not wanting to try to make you believe that there's one angel more trustworthy. But I do want you to understand that this angel is about to be given the key to the bottomless pit, which he will maintain control over all the way through to the end of the book of Revelation when he finally... And you'll see what happens at the end of this. So the Lord allows an angel to come down from heaven and he gives the angel the key to the abyss or to the bottomless pit. Now the bottomless pit is not hell or Hades or the grave or the lake of fire. It 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 is believed by scholars, Bible scholars, that the abyss would be... You remember when Jesus gave... The story, not the parable, but he told the story of the rich man and Lazarus. And the rich man who went to hell and, the, and Lazarus who went to a place called Abraham's bosom. Now, the Bible said at that time Abraham's bosom was in the earth. God, it was, it was called Abraham's bosom. Christ, when he died on the cross, transferred the people from Abraham's bosom into a place called paradise when, when he came out. So, so we know about that, but, but go back to that story. And remember, the rich man said, he cried out to, to he said, send, send, Ab- send Lazarus and let him dip his finger in water and cool my tongue. And he said, it's not possible. He said, you can't get out of where you are. And he said, besides that, there's a, there's a gulf that separates the two of you. And it is believed that the bottomless pit may be where this gulf begins or ends, rather, starting that divided at that time uh, Abraham's bosom from hell the the bottomless pit is and you're going to see some incredible things about this it is not hell you'll see that you'll see that as we go through this but an angel is given a key up to this point up to this point it's been locked it's been sealed it's never been opened that we know of at least the scripture doesn't tell us that and he opened the key, he took the key, and he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the atmosphere were darkened by the reason of the smoke of the bottomless pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them were given power as scorpions on the earth have power. And I'll stop right there because we're going to need to have prayer here. We'll pick up right here. To, this ninth chapter is a very troubling chapter. It's a very enlightening chapter. It's also one that, that makes me want to make sure that you have made your calling an election sure. And make sure that you take every opportunity that you have to witness to somebody. Because these are not storybooks st- tales and these are not fairy tales but these are events that someday will happen on this planet. Amen. And if the Lord should come today, then people that you and I know will have to face this incredible time. Amen. And you're going and the reason why these angels in heaven stopped worshipping for 30 minutes at least was because of the horror of what would come up on this planet. In the next few months, weeks, and months, and so we'll pick up here. Uh, I have to. T- I need to spend quite a bit of time here on the ninth chapter, and so we'll we'll take all of next Sunday to do that. The Lord bless you. Uh, I know this is heavy. I know this is heavy, but I want you to be encouraged. Be encouraged that that you know the Lord. Be encouraged that somebody told you the gospel. Be encouraged that somebody shared Jesus with you. Be encouraged, Amen, that you know. Amen, that the Lord could come any minute, and when he comes, you're going home to be with the Lord. Be encouraged, amen, that you have the opportunity to go go tell somebody else about Jesus. Today, you have an opportunity to give hope to the hopeless, and that's a wonderful opportunity. So be blessed in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are dismissed.